Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host via Venice Beach, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. How's Cincinnati? It's good, man. It's uh, another 90-degree day. It's hot here, man. It is, it is, like, real hot in L.A. these days. I'll pull it up. Let's see how hot it is. 84. Ooh, that's... That's especially for being next to the beach. Yeah, that means it's probably like the hundred and forty in the valley. You got to go over use my pool, man. Yeah. Well, Tug's Tug's got the keys these days. Tug's the king of the castle. Well, I sent you and Tug at that text. I got a a message that I got to share with all the dirt balls from one of my uh, friends, from one of my neighbors. There is not as of yesterday. There was not a single homeless person or encampment on Mildred Avenue. I wonder what this, I wonder what, why that is right now. Like of all the times, like how that happened. I mean, Tug made the hilarious joke about start defunding, talking about defunding the police department and suddenly they start doing their job. Um, (laughs) But like, honestly, that the timing of it is, Interesting. Like, I don't even know if the defunct, that's a great joke and might be based in truth. Also could be based in truth. It's like, Hey, look guys, uh, we're going to put a pin in you guys, um, tear gassing peaceful protesters for the week. So find something else to do. And they're like, well, we got to harass somebody. They're like Mildred has had a homeless encampment for going on 24 months now. Maybe we should do something about that. Or maybe somebody just called them and were like, there's a gang of people on Mildred who want equality for blacks. And they're like, we'll be right over. Uh, well, it's, it, when I do see a picture like that, it's, uh, it definitely helps me getting back, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying that Midwest quality of life right now. Had, had a nice weekend. That's why the, the show is late. Just FYI, Dirtballs, I was in... Uh, Norris Lake, Tennessee, a man-made lake, which is gorgeous. I was down there for a few days to get away and uh, get away. According to, what's up? To get away. Yeah, to get away from uh, so me and Walt could separate from each other because we we were you know about thirty days as roommates. According to Walt, uh, Peyton Manning has a place down there. I, I don't know if I, that's confirmed true though, but I bet I bet it's true because it's forty-five minutes from. Uh, knoxville and university of tennessee and i could very well see that i mean i mean my dad is amazing he literally was like walk outside see that hill over there i used to go down there for a golf outing and i'm like do you have surveillance he's like well i have your find your locator i know exactly where you're at on the lake right now that's amazing so creepy you share your location with your dad yeah why I've had it forever and it turned into a joke. Like it's been a joke with the family because it used to really bother my mom and it would annoy her, which then would make me keep it. Cause she'd be like, it's not his business where you're at. And I agree, but I'm also like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? I'm just amazed that Walt can find that in his phone. He's pretty savvy. It's crazy for a 76 year old guy on that stuff. He's savvy and he's not, if that makes sense. Oh, trust me. I feel like there's, I feel like there's a certain age of people which your dad is in the, in the range of where they know exactly what they're doing. They just pretend to not know what they're doing when they need to. Yeah, I think there's truth but, to that theory. I, I can find your location on my iPhone, but I don't know how to set up Netflix on the TV. So if you're going to want to watch this so-and-so, we we deleted cnn and i don't know how to get it back so i guess it's fox (laughs) news for today (laughs) 
No, it's six hours of Boomer and Geo every single day. Every single day. It's amazing. He, he's not a big news guy. He will watch three hours of Boomer and Geo every single day. I mean, that's kind of funny that Boomer is big with Boomers. That is funny. I never thought of that. I wonder if Boomer knows that. Yeah. And by the way, how much does it suck to be Boomer in these days where literally any time you want to disagree with him, you can just be like, okay, Boomer. Great <laughs> <laughs> point. I was, the MVP. I was the MVP of the league. Yeah, in 1988. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> I never thought of that. I mean, it'd be like if a Karen had a show. Okay, Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh, she's going full Karen. Well, you're, you're headed to the Midwest soon yourself, aren't you? Uh, next Tuesday is the plan, is the tentative plan to head to St. Louis, Missouri. You going to, uh, you going to participate in any, any Midwest activities? You have to go to Courtesy Diner this time for me. I know that was on the list of things to do last time. I mean, the, the thing is, is, you know, my girlfriend, uh, has two baby nieces that she's go that you know she's going to visit. She's already there. She left today, and then I'll be joining her. So you know, there's there's infant children, there's elderly parents. It's like I want to be able to do stuff, but at the same time, we got to keep certain things in check because we have, uh, you know, on both ends of the age spectrum, we've got uh, sure. riskier people. Is COVID still a thing? I've lost track. I know it's funny because people just keep saying that. But meanwhile, if you go to like, it's all I, one thing I have, one complaint I have about people's complaints on the internet these days is like everybody creates their own news feed and then they complain about like what they see and what they don't see. Like I saw somebody the other day, like, I guess we're not talking about coronavirus anymore. So I went to like every major news source. ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. They all had like a coronavirus tweet within the hour. So it's like, yeah. we're still talking about it, guys. You're just not focused on it. So now suddenly you're like, I guess we're not doing that anymore. Well, I think that's a great segue to talk Major League Baseball. I, I don't hear them talking about that. It's just a money issue at this point. Which is really annoying. I, I hate to, I hate to like repeat ourselves, but every other sports league, college sports, everything, everybody's trying to find a way. Every plan is some sort of, you know, uh, is attacking how they're handling coronavirus. Every update we get from Major League Baseball is simply about how many games are going to be played and how much these guys are going to get paid. And what's really annoying is I saw a tweet the other day, which was that basically baseball is just major league baseball just keeps making the same financial offer yeah. over and over and over again. They're just trying to force it through by like changing the amount of games. Well, I saw that tweet. That was actually from, I forgot who sent it. That was from a player, but you're right. They are 100% just offering the same plan with a different amount of games. And I don't know if they just think the union with the players or the players themselves are idiots, but it's I – mean, I mean, Joe, at this point, and I discussed it with the people I was with over the weekend, uh, I don't think it's looking good at all. And guess what? Fuck Major League Baseball. And if they, if they don't play a season, if they don't play a season this year, it's, it's horrific for the players. And you're really, you're really uh, missing an opportunity. They miss, they've already missed the opportunity. They did. By not getting back, by not being the first league back when – I mean, the, the idea that basketball is going to beat them back or hockey is going to beat them back, they already blew it. But if, if a, a financial difference, and I don't put this on the players at all. I put it solely on the owners. 
fuck baseball. Like I, I will be out again. I ever, I've already, I've already done it once over steroids and the way that was handled. If they do this again, fuck them. I, I'll like, I'll be done. Well, you share the sentiments that a lot of fans share, I think. And it wasn't even the steroids for me. I was lost during the strike of 95 and they lost me for a few years. And I just, I, I don't, and I'm being serious when I say this, I don't know how much they can afford to lose people like me and you. Like, I, I just don't like the, the long, they're already struggling. That's what I'm saying. The long-term ramifications of this, I, I just don't know how they can do it. And you're right. They've already duffed it. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think, I think we need James Earl Jones to recut that speech at the end of field of dreams where he, where he's like, we always had baseball. I think, I think we need him to put a button on that where he's like, and then through pandemic, well, actually not through pandemics. Then there was no baseball. And that was the end of baseball. So the owners have offered a 76 game season at 75% salary. Obviously the players have made it clear they want a hundred percent. And the, the truth is, if you break down the number, where did I see this? I think I saw this in the ringer today on an article. Right, I'm going to pull it up. I think if you break down the number, Joe, it's, it's not even that much. Like, it's – I got to find it. But it's not that much more money that the owners, especially for what they make, are paying per month. It's, it's also ridiculous that – they're now discussing. I mean, think about this, Joe. They're discussing. Have you seen this? They're discussing a forty-eight to fifty games season on a sport that normally plays one hundred and sixty-two. That's that. That's they don't even do it. That's not even realistic. Yeah, I I, I can't stress this enough. The owners are fucking this up so bad, and I understand that there's. They're, that this is only about money for them and that they're trying to find a way this financially works. But I always say this when I go, whenever I go surfing and there's a guy in the parking lot who has like a Porsche sports car that, that has a surfboard rack strapped to the roof. I'm like, dude, you couldn't afford a Porsche in the first place. Then, if you can't afford a second car for your surfboard, then you couldn't afford a surf. You couldn't afford a Porsche in the first place. Don't get a Porsche if that's the only car that you have. You have to take it to fucking take your kids to camp. Take it like if you can't afford to pay a full salary of your baseball team, you couldn't afford a baseball team in the first place. Sell your team to somebody who can afford to pay these guys. Yeah. Because you're point. taking advantage of the players already. And I know everybody's like, oh, it's millionaires fighting with billionaires. It's like there's one. Jacob DeGrom on the Mets. And there's one Robinson Cano on the Mets. The rest of the fucking guys on the Mets aren't getting paid that much. The rest, like, the majority of teams have three or four guys, if that, who make a certain amount of money. You're just screwing over guys who are just trying to make a living. And I hate, by the way, I hate that too. I hate the, it's billionaires versus millionaires. And I'm filing for unemployment. Look, that sucks. No, no one's saying you have an easy situation. But why should the players – I agree. I always stick with the players. Why should they be forced to – why should anyone be forced to take a massive pay cut from billionaires ever? They have the money. And if, and, and, and if they don't, sell the team to somebody who yeah. does have the money. You are not in the right business. And it's just like I've been saying with comedy clubs is if you – you have been screwing comedians the whole time. So now that you're only working at 50% capacity, we get the same rates. And now you just get to screw us a little bit less. You don't get to say, oh, we're only paying you 50% because we're at 50% capacity. No, you don't, you can't, you run a terrible business then. Because yeah. do, do the math. If, if you're paying comedians X amount per show, and, and that's covered by 30 cover charges for the weekend, and you're getting 400, then 
screw you. You've been robbing us the whole time. I think that they missed the mark, like you said, and the fact that base, I'm sorry, basketball will start the 31st. Hockey's going to start. Dude, this is already a, like, a hole that I don't think they can dig out of. And, 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 and they had an opportunity to expand their fandom by being the only thing that was playing when no other sports are happening, and they blew it. Yeah. So at this point, you're like, guys, now you're arguing over money and over, like, how much you're going to pay. Like, this is why ba- this is why no one watches in the first place, because you're jackasses. Well, just imagine it. If they want to keep the, you know, as they're saying, a light schedule of games, there's no way baseball, right, Joe? We already know it can't compete with football ratings because it doesn't. We already have the fact, you know, the proof is in the pudding already from the last 20 years. Now you're going to throw NBA playoffs in there? Who's like, like, I'm being serious. Who's watching these games? Like if you, if you had a Sunday where you have NFL, NBA playoffs and major league baseball playoffs, dude, they're going to get killed. Like at this point, I, I don't know because it's a lose lose because if they do the season with a few games and a limited amount of games, they're going to look bad. Like they've already just screwed this whole thing up. Yeah, they blew it by not they blew it by not starting this season June first. Yeah, because and, from, and from everything I've read, they're going to need at least three weeks of spring training. So today's June 9th. So let's say they strike a deal tomorrow, three weeks of spring training. Then, like best start is mid July. Best possible start. It's not going to happen. Fuck baseball. Bye forever. Yeah. Who is that? Is that Andy Samberg, that gift? No, it's, uh, it's, the, it's, the, it's the dude, Kyle, whatever. Oh, from SNL? Yeah. Bye forever. <laughs> well, another baseball news. Uh, Tori Hunter revealed something that uh, we all know and we have and, known. And, it. and when you say in other baseball news, you mean in other baseball – furthest thing from news yeah tori hunter Hunter has 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 said something that every black baseball player since 19 since since jackie robinson has said red sox fans are racist so obviously with everything that's going on in the racial discussion that we're having in our country and in the world he revealed this week on uh golik and wingo that's a, that just sounds funny to say, Golik and Wingo. Uh, I, I mean, this quote is wild. He said, I've been called the N-word in Boston 100 times, all the time, from little kids and grown-ups right next to them didn't say anything. So I had a no-trade clause and everything I had not to go to Boston. Not because of the teammates, not because of the front office, because if you're doing that and allowing it amongst the people, I don't want to be there. Wild. I mean, just like I, let it, let's play devil's advocate. Just like Boston Red Sox fans said again, said about CC Sabathia, this is because Tory Hunter uh, played for the rival Yankees. That's it. Oh wait, he never he wasn't he wasn't in the AL East ever. Not not one second. Never. He was a he was a twin and an angel. Oh, okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean. Boston fans are the worst. I mean, look, I'm sure being an AL guy, he didn't have a ton of opportunity to play in Philly. They're right up there. But, like, Philly is garbage people. I've said that, express that. But, like, Boston being specifically racist is, like, so on the – Bill Russell said it, dude. He he played for Boston. Well – I think now, and honestly, if you're saying, if you're arguing, they're not anymore. I'm gonna do it again, Andy. It's been a long time. Just kill yourself. Like honestly, I I know, I know, we're in dangerous times. We're getting canceled, and people, we can't say certain things. 
if you're that dumb, you gotta help us out, man. The human race is going through a lot right now, from a pandemic to riots to whatever. We don't need people who are just straight up stupid liars. Please end your heart from beating. Well, if if I on a serious note, if if I asked, because we are obviously having this discussion across the country with race and especially race in sports. If I asked you most racist or predominantly racist or historically racist fans, obviously you're gonna have a lot of the South, but the South doesn't, have, doesn't really have pro sports teams. If I said pro sports cities, who beats Boston? And again, I, I think I come from an unbiased kid who grew up in Ohio, kid who reads a lot of news, sees things, understands history. Who beats Boston? How many times do we have to say, Bill Russell, CeCe Thabathia, Adam Jones, Torrey Hunter. How many, how many people have to say, word for word, Boston people call me the N-word all the time? I mean, Torrey Hunter's saying children. He's saying children are dropping the N-bomb on him. If five different people say Andy Ruther calls me the N-word all the time, I'm going to believe him. Yeah. I, I know, I realize I've been your friend. You've never done anything like that to me. But like, if five separate people say it about you, what am I supposed to do? Every single person, no one said Boston and Baltimore. No one said Boston and Miami. No one said Boston. It's, everybody says Boston Red Sox fans drop the N-bomb all the time. Yeah. Everybody's team's racist.com. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, God, I am certain that that exists already. <laughs> YourTeamNWords.com. <laughs> you just want to hate us because of all the championships. It's fucking ridiculous. Such fucking haters. Well, I, I, you know, when, when that quote was put out there, obviously by all the media and news outlets, I always love seeing the comments. I, I love this 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 odd cherry picking of like, well, so and so is a black athlete who played for the Celtics and he still lives there. Cool. Doesn't mean it's not racist. Like, yeah. like I saw someone doing that, referencing a, a black hockey player who moved his family to Boston, and it's like, cool. Doesn't mean they're not like. Two things can both exist at the same time. Jason Whitlock loves Boston. I, it's, I, I just, I, to me, that's the, you put it best when you said, if somebody's continuing to say the same thing, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that in the broader scale is the conversation that needs to be had with everything that we're discussing right now with race in America, right? If there's smoke, there's fire. If there's enough evidence, if there's enough stories coming firsthand from, like, like you said, Tory Hunter's not saying, Hey, man, every time I go to Denver, I'm called the N-word. He's saying Boston. And he only is – I mean, think about, think about that. He had only, one, but, Andy, all of these guys only say Boston. Yeah. And, I mean, he had a, and, and, and now, you know, CeCe and Adam Jones, oh, yeah, well, they're a Yankee and an Oriole, blah, blah, blah. What do you expect? We're talking about a guy who played for the Twins and the Angels. Yeah, a guy who only had one team on his no-trade clause out of 30 teams. One team. And, and, and what I, I like how he clearly laid it out in saying it's nothing against the organization, right? It's nothing against, like, the players. It's solely on the town, the people representing the city at the games. That's what it's on. Yeah. And, and that's – that's something that I always say when I talk about Philly, when I talk about Boston, it's like, I'm not, Carson Wentz is probably a great guy. Sure. But your fans are animals. Yeah. And, and guess what? They don't want to play for you. They hate you. Mookie Betts hates you. Boston, Mookie Betts is gone because he hates you. Because yeah. you're miserable racists. Yeah. Well, we got to talk to Abbo Sweeney, man. Speaking of miserable racists. I, I don't even – I'm not no even – No way. 
What you you think he's racist? Dude, his T-shirt. I just think he's extremely tone deaf. You think he's extremely what? Tone deaf. You have to be deaf, deaf. I think he is. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean look, you, you know, on this show, right? I have been critical of Dabo right for years, have I not? On all different things, I just think he's a redneck douchebag, right? And, and I just think a lot of his quotes, from the things he said about the players making money to what they have at their disposal for the facilities, to like, in my opinion, taking advantage of these guys. I just think he's so clueless because even even that shirt he's been wearing for months, which would still be tone deaf, the fact that he's wearing a football matter shirt to me just shows the guy's clueless. And what's kind of been shocking to me, Joe, is we all see the, the, the amazing program Clemson's had the last seven, eight years, right? And, in, and the great athletes that they put out from their college to the pros. Why are all these guys continuing to play for him, man? What's that? Like, why are all these guys continuing to play for him? Like, that's what's shocking to me. The Deshaun Watsons, the DeAndre Hopkins, like, all these guys that he's getting, why, guys? Why? Like, uh, because they tell you that, you know, first of all, he comes and he gives you his five-minute speech, and you're recruited by, like, a bunch of other coaches who are, like, telling you everything that you want to hear, and because you think you're going to win, and because they're probably offering you money, and because they're, you know, churning out pros. And also, honestly, it's probably not that uncommon. What, what's not that uncommon? Uh, like, do you think Dabo Sweeney is, like, that much different than whoever the coach of – I mean, f- fuck, we have Saban doing the, basically the same thing. Well, I, Saban – well, obviously, there's a lot of smoke coming from Dabo right now, right? Like the, the whole—I mean, I don't know how much you've read—not just the shirt. Yeah, where the N-word, was, the N-word coming from his coaches. That's why it's like, oh, he's not racist. It's like, well, his coaches are dropping the N-word and they're not firing him. So you could say, oh, Urban Meyer's—you uh, know—it wasn't Urban Meyer's thing. Urban Meyer didn't beat up a woman. It's like, yeah, but he didn't fire the guy. Yeah, and also the the Dabo thing with, you know, when when guests were coming in the locker room and they were playing like to, to me, that's another tone deaf thing where I, I've, you know, I've been following again, shout out to our guy, Robert Latow. I've been following basically all the, what black sports online is posting. And, you know, Debo finally made a statement yesterday on YouTube, Reno. And it's like, there was the incident where he didn't want the loud rap music playing. Cause you know, end bombs are dropped in a lot of rap songs, of course. And he didn't want guests or people touring the facilities hearing that, which again, to me is tone deaf. It's like, dude, you have predominantly black athletes. They predominantly are listening to rap music. If you have a problem with the N-bomb, like what are you doing coaching football? You know what I'm saying? Like, like for you to say, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that music around here with and this and and that. It's like, but, but also you have to pick a lane. That's the thing. You have to be consistent. We talk about this on the show all the time. Stop being a hypocrite. Oh, it can't be played in the locker room, but it can be said by my coaches on the practice field. Yeah. Pick a lane. Which is it? Well, I made the exception for him because he was just repeating what another guy had said. And pick a lane then. Sure. But you're seeing a huge fallout. Obviously, the thing, everything that's going on now with Iowa and the strength coach, and he's refuting it. And, you know, look, here's my thing. As someone who's watching this play out, and I'm sure you're doing the same, I'm kind of sitting back and watching, right? Because especially with it being a race issue and, and we're two white guys, like, my thing is, like, let's see it play out. But this almost feels like a Me Too thing now with race don't you get that vibe where like suddenly people aren't scared to come out and be like yo this is what this happened when i played here's here's my problem with that and again it's the smoke there's fire thing and it's whatever i am from westchester new york 
I'm from a predominantly white part of the country. I went to high school in Greenwich, Connecticut, a very white part of the country. My experience in terms of dealing with and having, you know, relationships with people of other races as a youth comes mostly from playing basketball and playing football and, 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 and like having conversations with those guys in locker rooms and having yeah. conversations with those. So the thing is, if you're Dabo Sweeney and you've been coaching football your whole life, and this is the attitude that you have toward Bible, you're a racist. How does it take you that? It took me playing basketball for like three years to be like, yeah, man, my life isn't the only way life is. My friend, my, my teammate, who's a, a black kid, steals my basketball shorts in high school. And at first I'm like, oh, this is fucked up. And then I'm like, you know what? This kid has a tough, like, he didn't steal. He's like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? I lend this kid my basketball shorts. He never gives them back. It's like, he doesn't have what I have. You know what I mean? And like, it, it, if I can understand that at 16 years old, and, and just, like, have the ability to go, like, maybe this isn't the time to call somebody out for, like, not returning your basketball shorts, is, like, how am I 16 able to do this and Dabo's 48 or whatever and he can't do it? Like, that's he's an idiot, no. I, I, I think I, – I just, I just think he's an idiot. I, I do. Like, you can be an idiot and still be, obviously, a very, very successful coach. You know, he's – top he's, he's the highest paid college coach now I, I just think he's just really toned up I thought I think I sent you the thing that Bomani Jones wrote he did a, he did a whole um like a whole tweet thread on it and I thought it was well put and, and and I think this is what we're seeing now is that basically to kind of like summarize what Bomani was saying is that Davo grew up dirt poor like Davo didn't come from anything and he came from nothing and he was a walk-on at Bama and when he was working his way up, he was literally sharing a room with his mom to sleep. And the problem with Dabo, I think that Bomani was saying is like, he saw all the shit he had to go through because he was dirt poor and that he was like the American dream, right? And he's been blinded now thinking that because he achieved success coming from nothing as a white guy, that every black person will get those same opportunities, even though it's not an equal playing field. Does that make sense? And I think that's kind of what Bomani was saying is that Debo sees it from that eye and he sees it from the problem also with Debo is making it. We're just making an excuse for him. You can't be well, that. You can't, you can't be that good of a football coach and be that dumb. You can't. I think you can. I don't, I don't think you can. And I, that, honestly, you can't, you, it, it takes, it takes such inept mental ability and such a just such a lack of what's going on to wear that t-shirt that I actually just think he thinks I'm this powerful I'm this successful and I'm going to say I'm going to give my opinion and I can defend it and I'm I've won a championship and you can't tell me I can't do it I just don't think you can be that dumb well, again, I, I think – I mean, Joe, do you know anybody? Think off the top of your head. Like, I know some people. Do you know people who are very book smart or they're very well gifted in one area and then in other areas you're like, wow, you're so socially awkward or uncomfortable? I, I think that's what he is. I, I think, you know, when it comes to social issues, I think it's maybe different. I just think he's lost. Like, it's, it's, to me, it's similar to the Drew Brees thing. It's like, dude, you're just lost, man. But we're talking about – this happening right now, this happening as the Drew Brees thing is happening, after the Drew Brees is happening. Like, how can you be that dumb? I mean, your name's Dabo. Come on. But, but he's, he's also, again, he's also, what I was going to get to was, he's also one of these Jesus guys. I'm like, you know, if you trust Jesus and the Lord, like, he's also one of these idiots that he, uses. Oh, oh, he's, a, he's, an, he's a right wing evangelical christian yeah i agree well you know the using of religion to ignore problems or this falsehood of like trusting god and everything will be all right it's like dude 
prayers aren't helping somebody being suffocated to death. You know, like, like they use this as this weird crux and he's one of those people. I mean, I mean, look at some of his quotes. He's, he's just, he's just a jackass. He's, he's lost. And I don't know if this will change their program and, you know, there'll be a fallout from whether it's them or Iowa or any of these other schools. Like, I think it's more likely it happens to a place like Iowa than it takes place like Clemson. Cause he's probably, he probably, again, I don't think he's dumb. I think he believes what he believes and thinks that he's protected because he's probably surrounded by other people that believe that. Yeah. The chancellor and the president of the university and the whatever, they're probably like, yeah, I'm not going to say it out loud, but I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is mind-blowing to think someone would wear a football matters shirt during this time, even if it was two months ago, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a, it, you, you really can't defend it. You're just a fucking idiot. Yeah, and and honestly, I won't even I won't even defend it with any sort of a benefit of a doubt. Like I'm not I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's tone deaf to that situation. You have to be actually deaf. You have to. That means you have to be not listening to your agent, your wife, your players, your school, the, the news. news, ESPN, Drew Brees. Anything like you have, like it's impossible to not be aware of what's going on. So to me, if you're doing that right now, you're, you're hearing it and you're ignoring it. And that to me tells me everything I need to know. You know what has good alliteration? Dabo the dumbass. Just dumbass Dabo. Doing Dabo things. I'm going to wear that shirt because I think football matters more than anything right now. We got to get back on the playing field. Don't care about this race stuff. We got to win us another national championship. Prano, the hair's looking kind of rough, man. Yeah, it's, it's out of control, bro. Look at this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with it at this point. I mean, I've, I've, I've got a tentative uh, appointment with my barber, but – you know, I was pretty close the other day to just going like, let me get that manscaped out and just like take it. Were you? That's not a bad idea. Just take the take the buzzer, get a, you know, take it down on the sides. Well, I, I used my lawnmower 3.0 for the first time uh, back Great home. Scott. I used it. What's that? Great Scott. <laughs> There's everywhere. <laughs> I used it, uh, I used it, you know, I used it before I headed down to Norris Lake. Guys, the reopening is right around the corner, and there's a chance that no one's seen your balls in a few months. Ain't that the truth? Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with the ball fro. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? No. So go get yourself some Manscaped. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Like I said, I just used it last week, and I had used it in L.A. as well. And I love the Lawnmower 3.0. All the great stuff they have. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan. Get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. Make sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. Treat yourself. I like this. This is true, Prano. Treat yourself for making it through the quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. If you lasted through the quarantine, if you have the thickets, treat yourself with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code DIRTY. Your first date will thank you. Because also, now that it's pool season, you know, your trunks, sometimes they accidentally fall down. It happens. The last thing you want to do, like when I was on that lake, the last thing I wanted to do is I was attempting to, uh, what is it called? Wakeboard? Is it wakeboard? I was attempting to wakeboard, and it was going rough. If the pants fall down, at least everybody's like, man, that guy takes care of his junk. Man, you know, what is that? escaped. <laughs> that man escaped. 
Well done, Joe Prano. Well done. Let's talk a little NFL news, my friend. In the latest news, well, before we get into some of the racial stuff, Dalvin Cook is trying to hold out, which, uh, bro, I, sorry, I'm not supporting it. Why I can't that? do it. Because Dalvin Cook has only played a few seasons. I'm going to pull up his stats right now. He's only rushed for 1,000 yards one time. Yeah, and he's been hurt. And he's been hurt. Like, by the way, I think Dalvin Cook's a great player. I think he's a nice player. He had 13 touchdowns last year. He's a nice piece. He rushed for over 1,100 yards. He caught 60 balls. But, dude, look at his numbers, man. Come on. I mean, he, I mean he's been hurt. Even last year, he only played 14 games. He's rushed for 354 yards, 615, and 1,135. I just – I get it. You got to get paid. But I just – if I'm the Vikings, cool, dude, hold out. I, like, again, like, I stand by my thing on running backs. They're just – you're a dime a dozen. Again, though, here, you know, there's two sides of this is, yes, the running back situation. First of all, he said he's going he, – he's going to hold out for a reasonable contract. So, the, it, it's already being said that he's not, like, trying to be the – get the Todd Gurley deal or the whatever. But also – if you're Dalvin Cook's agent, how do you how do you honestly say that you're doing your job when Kirk Cousins is getting $21 million guaranteed next year? Hi, we have a top what running back? Call him a top six, seven? Yeah, I, I put Dalvin top seven, top eight. Kirk Cousins is a top seven highest paid player in the game. Kirk Cousins is a garbage can. <laughs> Great visual. Where are you putting where are you putting Kirk Cousins, Joe Prano? Where are you putting Kirk Cousins? I'm putting him on the bench. That's where I'm putting him. No, we got 32 teams. Where are you putting him? Out of 32 starting quarterbacks. Honestly, like probably realistically 20. 20. Uh, but but like, consider this, like, it might be lower uh, if I'm talking about a quarterback that I'll take today. Okay. Let's, let's take money out the situation here. Yeah, let's take, let's, take, let's take money out of the situation. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start – now that we're on this discussion with the Vikings, I want to pose a few quarterbacks. Tell me the, tell me the quarterback on, on what quarterback on what team – are you taking Kirk Cousins over? Well, I don't know, but I was just going to throw a few guys at you first. Andy Dalton or Kirk Cousins? You got a Kirk Cousins, same, right? same person. You'd say same person. I, honestly. I mean, Cousins yeah, has, a, that, has a road playoff win now. That, that's – okay. One. That, that's – okay. It's, more, it's one more than Andy Dalton. Okay. But Andy Dalton on the Vikings is a totally different story than Andy Dalton on the Bengals. But Andy Dalton never won a playoff game, is my point, with yeah. those talented Bengals teams. Yeah. The Bengals, I mean, again, the Bengals were talented, and Andy Dalton played well statistically when those Bengals teams were talented. We can all agree that the Bengals were never well coached. True. Kirk, okay. Cousins, Kirk Cousins doesn't have his road playoff win on the Redskins. So let's let's start let's start breaking down. I'm like to me, it's like flip a coin. Do I want AD Dalton or do I want Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins or Jameis Winston? Can we just do this for starters? You're naming all NFL backups. <laughs> Good point. Like, give me a team's starting quarterback. I'd want Cousins over Minshew. Okay. I, I'd want Cousins over you, – you, But you want, you want Cousins over Minshew based on what you've seen from – like, I'll take what Minshew could maybe become over what we know Kirk Cousins is. I'll take Minshew. I want Cousins over Trubisky. 
Okay. Again, possibly their backup. I want Cousins over. Baker so, Mayfield. You do? I do. I don't. You don't? No. I think I think if you put Kirk Cousins on that Browns team with those weapons, he's making way less mistakes. Based on what? What are you basing that on? Cousins' career and what Baker did last year. I, I'm just saying, like, like, like the, you're the, saying you put – hold on, hold on, Joe. You put like, Cousins in like 20th. I'm naming but, like lower tier, tier QBs. I'm saying, I'm saying you're debating. I'm saying you're at three. You got to get to twelve. Well, if I just went through different quarterbacks, you know, here, you know, I have to. Here, here you go. Here you go. Ready? You got, you got Buffalo. Just tell me, like, just tell me, are you replacing the quarterback situation on this team with Kirk Cousins, Buffalo? No. Miami. Yes. Yes. Over Tua, yes. Okay, I'm not. New England. Okay. Yes. You think you think Bill Belichick wants Kirk Cousins? I don't. The Jets. Yes. No way. Dallas. No. The Giants. Only one year in. I'll say no right now because it's to be determined. Philadelphia. No. Washington has already answered that question for us. Baltimore. No. Cincinnati. No. You said yes for Cleveland. I say no. Pittsburgh. No. You say yes for Chicago. Okay, it's Falls, it's Trubisky. Fine, let's give it Chicago. Detroit, Green Bay, no, no. Houston, no. Indianapolis. You're taking him over old Phillip Rivers? No. Jacksonville, you say yes. Titans, are you taking him over how? Actually, actually I might take him over old Phillip Rivers. I might. Okay. You're taking him over uh, what uh, Tennessee did last year? No. Atlanta, no. Carolina, are you taking him over Teddy Bridgewater? I think they're very similar. Okay, great. New Orleans, no. Tampa Bay, no. Arizona, no. The Rams, are you taking him over Goff? Goff, has, Goff got to a Super Bowl. I'm very critical of Goff. I might. Okay, I'm not. It's, it's not an upgrade. It's not an upgrade. I'll say that. Exactly. San Francisco, no. Seattle, no. The Los Angeles Chargers, are you just taking him over the opportunity of what a, no. uh, the Raiders? I'm not taking him over Carr or Mariota, honestly. Mm. I'm not taking him over Carr. I think they're similar. David Carr and Kirk Cousins? Kansas City, no. Denver, maybe? Maybe. Over so we've got, like, we've got like five. No, we, I had more. I, I probably am around 12. Bro, you're 10 not 12. 12. You're not 12. There's eight divisions. You, you're not 12. I guarantee that much. So, yeah, I'm lower than 20. So you're basically saying give some of that Kirk Cousins money to Dalvin Cook. I'm not even saying give some of that Kirk Cousins money, but I'm saying how dare you if I'm yeah. – if, if I'm – Look, I agree with the, the same way you do about running backs and contracts and whatever. But if you're building this team around running the football and playing defense, and I'm asking for a reasonable contract, how dare you not come to the table when you're handing Kirk Cousins $21 million guaranteed this year? Yeah. Well, the argument, again, is going to be the quarterback is going to – be the one to receive all that money. And the running backs, we all see how these contracts work out. And and if I'm Dalvin Cook's agent, I go, well, should have gotten Andy Dalton and given me some of Kirk Cousins' money because they're the same fucking person. Yeah. I feel like we've already done that as a title. I, I know we have. Like, Kirk Cousins is Andy Dalton. 
I just like won't even hear this fucking Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins is the definition of guy who plays well against bad teams and completely implodes against good teams. And honestly, it's why you have to be careful about giving Dak Prescott $40 million a year. Prove me wrong, Kirk Cousins. Like, you haven't ever. No, no, look, I agree, man. He's not – Kirk Cousins is not a quarterback I want come January in the playoffs. He's just not the guy I want. But we, we're also very aware it's, it's extremely tough to win in the playoffs, and there's only so many good quarterbacks, right? Right. Like, that, but that, that's where that's – where what teams have to realize is unless you want your quarterback to be there in January, don't pay anybody. Play, pay quarterback X $3 million. Yeah. What'd you make of Roger Goodell's video and the NFL walk back, which it's. I mean, the, the, this, the players who put out that video cucked him, which was awesome. They were like, you have to say this. And then he did good. Good for them. Uh, also Goodell, like Goodell's a puppet and we know that. And he doesn't do anything that the owners don't let him do. So the owners were like, all right, this time what you're going to do is let the players cuck you. And he was like, okay, I'm still getting paid $30 million. Right. And they're like, yep. And he's like, cuck away. Goodell stands for nothing basically. And never, and never has, and never will. Well, if you're saying Roger Goodell stands for nothing, and it's tough for me to disagree with that statement, then the NFL owners also stand for absolutely nothing except their money or the projected money. Which we already knew, which we know based on this alone. The, the NFL owners don't give a shit about Colin Kaepernick kneeling or not kneeling. The NFL owners only made the decision that they made on Colin Kaepernick because they got scared because they're old white people who still read letters. The, the idea that Jerry Jones doesn't see 10 million tweets about something, but does see <laughs> 10 letters show up to his office. It's like, dude, all you're doing now is letting people who still use stamps make your decision for you. Get a brain, get a, get honestly, Jerry Jones, if you're a creepy old dude who likes to be surrounded by like hot young chicks, get a hot young chick who knows how to use the internet and have her read tweets. But whatever you do, don't make what you think is a financial decision based on a, a sack of letters you got in the mail, like your Santa Claus. Yeah. You know who writes letters? Old ass people and children who believe in Santa Claus. When's the last time you wrote a letter to somebody and mailed it? Oh, I do it all the time, bro. You do no such thing. I do, for real. Who are you mailing letters to? People I care about. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm serious. Who are you Friend? mailing letters to? Friends, family. You're writing letters? Yeah, I always do. Someone's birthday. I've written, how many letters have I given you? I mean, you've given me a card and you've written in it. But I'm saying, when is it like, when's the last time you wrote somebody a letter to just like tell them something? Like, have you ever written any corporation a letter? Have you ever written like, no, I mean, like for birthdays and like fathers that like I write letters. You're writing cards to people for an occasion. You're not going like, Cutter, long time no see. Hope this letter (laughs) finds you well. Okay, fair enough. And, and, and you're not going like, McDonald's, dearest McDonald's, I have found on numerous occasions when I have gone to your drive-thru that they say your ice cream machines are broken. After much internet research, I have found that this is actually a scam about you guys cleaning your machine. Please see enclosed diagram and printed tweets. Like, you're not writing people fucking letters. Okay, in that you're regard, no. birthday cards? <laughs> Yeah, thank you, thank you cards. Jerry Jones wasn't getting 
Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards and a note about how they hate Kaepernick. So what's going to happen? Adrian Peterson's already on record saying he's kneeling. I mean, I, I think at this point – They're 100 – everybody's think, kneeling. That's what I was going to say. I think at this point it's going to be who's not kneeling. Yeah. Come NFL season. Everybody's going to be kneeling, right? And the NFL, like we were just saying, the NFL made the first decision based solely on on being on on the on worrying about alienating a certain part of their population. And now they have to make this decision based on alienating whatever. If now they're going this is an actual nationwide and even global discussion. We're only going to piss off more people by not being on this side of it. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Is there, is there a bunch of people outside? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm just curious. I mean, there, yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah, I was hearing something before. It's crazy what the computer will pick up. Yeah. So the NFL makes this statement and they're totally going to allow people to kneel. And honestly, what the NFL might do because they're assholes is pick out the national anthem. Yeah, it's all money, right? It's all money. Like, if and also if the Army and Navy and Air Force come over the top and they're like, forget the people that are going to boycott. We'll give you twenty billion if you keep showing it and force players to stand. They're like, we're back, baby. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I'm pretty excited to see what happens. Like it's it's almost a soap opera at this point. What's gonna happen is the same thing that's happening in the country right now. What's gonna happen in the NFL is the thing that should have happened a long time ago is finally going to happen. When Colin Kaepernick said this, what should have happened is all his fellow players who agree with him should have kneeled. And should have been should have been like if the NFL wants to do something about it, good luck. There's strength in numbers. Minnesota, Minneapolis is going to have a police department anymore. There's strength in numbers, dude. You can do a lot of things if everybody's on the same side. Yeah. But the players didn't before because they were acting out of fear of what would happen to them, and rightfully so because Colin Kaepernick got blackballed from the league. But now everybody's on that side. So they're all going to kneel, and the NFL ain't going to do shit about it because you can't suspend them all. You can't blackball everybody, which is, by yeah. the way, which is, by the way, exactly what happened last time. A lot of if you're if you're one of those guys in wraparound sunglasses and an overly bent hat that took your profile picture while sitting in the front seat of your truck, you go, well, all these guys kneeled. And they didn't suspend all of them. They didn't blackball all of them. Yeah, you can't blackball your entire league. You can blackball the first guy and say, hey, just FYI, if you think you're going to be the guy who starts a revolution, we'll blackball the shit out of you. Yeah. I wonder if he plays again. I doubt it. The, the Kaepernick playing again issue is interesting because you basically have to have a team – admit that they were wrong, whether they, whether they do it to appease people or not, that's how it ends up looking. Also, we have no idea what the financial ramifications are of the settlement that he had and what the deal is in terms of that. Like, does he they lose claim, They claim him and Eric Reed was around $10 million total. But my point is, do they lose out on anything if they come back? You know what I mean? Like, Eric Reed's obviously been playing still. I don't foresee him playing. I mean, you still have guys like Cam Newton that are still out there who played more recently. I'd be, I'd be shocked. But the, but the idea of Cam Newton, like, basically, I assume Cam Newton is – Cam Newton is an example of what people want to say Colin Kaepernick was doing that there's absolutely no proof he ever did, which is I assume Cam Newton's not taking a minimum deal to be the backup for Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. 
Now, everybody wants to say Colin Kaepernick demanded $20 million. He was never offered any deal. In fact, Pete Carroll's on the record as saying he didn't offer him a deal because he believed he was a starter. The Ravens supposedly were going to offer him a deal until like, okay, everybody says his girlfriend is tweeting things, which is a hilarious thing in, in the first place because then Grimes would be on no teams. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and like, oh, the Broncos wanted him. Again, false. They could have traded for him. They didn't. They could have offered him any amount of money after he became a free agent. They didn't. So the idea that Colin Kaepernick didn't play because he wasn't offered enough money, again, anybody that's saying that, you have to realize the, uh, the NFL argued that his collusion case should be thrown out. A judge looked at all the facts of the case and determined that, no, this case would be heard. If you want to say that uh, the league colluded against you, if they offered you a contract and you turned it down of any amount, then they weren't colluding against you. So the fact of the matter is, is a judge determined he was offered no contracts. We don't yeah. know. We don't know what's going on with Cam Newton. If Cam Newton wants to say, Hey, I've reached out to all these teams. I said, I'll play for the minimum and no one's offered me a contract. There's a collusion case against shitty hats. Well, if a judge upholds that, We'll see. But I have a feeling Cam Newton will end up on a team and Colin Kaepernick won't. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, Prano, we banged it out today. 60 minutes of podcast fury. You got shit to do. I got to go on my run. So that we don't have to have the whole conversation after the fact. Can we just call this episode 60 minutes of podcast fury? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, when am I coming back? Where are we at for me coming back to LA? Great question, Andy. I'd love, I'd love to know the answer. Maybe July. I mean, you're going to be gone essentially for what? Like a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of June, right? I'd say about ten of the next fourteen days. Yeah. So. All right. I'll get my butt back there soon. I mean, maybe in a month. I don't fucking know. Mildred's clean, man. It is clean. You know what else is clean? This bedroom in the basement. I'm just saying. What you think, fam? Is that? Oh, is that? You're you're saying I should come to the basement? I'm just saying. We got, you know, a few extra bedrooms here at Walt's Palace. It's not really a palace, but just saying, Prano. <laughs> Me, you, Walt, Sam's Club visits. What do you think? You know, I hate, by the way, I went to um, a Costco last week. Immediately had to leave. Almost had a panic attack. Had to leave. Can't do it. The one, the one in Marina Del Rey? No, the one down in like... Uh, South Bay? Yeah. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. I was, never in there been for, to that. I was in there for three minutes. Had to get out. It's not a good one. You have been to that one, right? Yeah, me and uh, me and Nikki D. And the, the other thing, it was super crowded, which you know I hate about big box stores, and I just hate them in general. The other thing is, like, now at least I have a lay of the land of the marina one. I know where to enter. I know where to exit. I know where things are. I went in there. Everything was shuffled around in the crowd. I was like, no, I walked out immediately. I couldn't. I almost had a panic attack. I can't ne- do it. By the way, I've never had – I've had one panic attack, like – or something bordering on a panic attack in my life it happened at Ikea in New Jersey. And, and the only other times I've felt something similar have been at Costco's. Can't do it. Hate them. I mean, I don't like hearing that. I, like that's that. I'm going to take a knee to that joke right now. You have just haven't gone with me. I've been to Costco with you. No, you haven't. Why don't we go to Costco together? We've been to Costco together. I remember who I go to Costco with, bro. We've definitely been to Costco together. Have we? I think so. At least All one. Right. Whatever you say. Guys. I got, I got some plugs. Yeah, I was just about to do that. Um, this, mo- 
this Monday, June 15th, 7 p.m. Pacific time, um, I'm doing a Zoom. I'll be, I'll be moderating a Zoom interview or a Zoom conversation with your boy, our boy, friend of the show, David Zucker, and Pat Proft, who was his co-writer and co-cohort on numerous things, uh, including Airplane, Naked Gun, Police Squad. Uh, Pat Proft didn't do Airplane, but he, was, he did uh, Police Squad, Naked Gun. Uh, they, they worked on a couple of the scary movies together. Uh, Pat, Pat also did uh, Bachelor Party, which is near and dear to my heart as a child. Um, and it's all via Flappers Comedy Club and Restaurant. So this Monday, June 15th, you can go to flapperscomedy.com uh, or go to my Twitter or go to my Instagram, uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano on Instagram, and find that. Uh, tickets are 20 bucks, but it, if you're a fan of these movies, it'll be fun. It'll be a very enjoyable conversation. So, uh, buy that and do that and come to that and watch that. Perfect. Yeah. I saw that's great. I actually recently watched MLB network was showing naked gun and my dad and I caught the last like live on TV, probably the last, like, I don't know, 70% of the movie classic love it guys follow us on twitter at the dirty sports same on instagram uh yeah follow me at andy ruther haven't been tweeting much but hey you know what get what you, get, i'll get back on there it's been about a week i think I, I was firing some tweets but now uh now i've been off it for a minute but thanks to everybody we've, we've had some really good support and uh i will get back probably in july to la to reunite us, Joe. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for the support. We'll be back in a couple days. And uh, that's basically it, right? We're done? Yeah. All right, Dirtballs. Much love. Thank you, guys, as always. Have a great week. And don't forget, stay dirty. <laughs>